for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that will draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve, moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis' ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And don't go gently, y'all. Welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunting, brought to you by com, with your host and elk hunting coach, Joe Gillette. You want to hunt elk? They live to hunt elk. Their goal is to share with you what they have learned grinding it out for over 35 seasons, doing what they love. So come on into camp and set a spell. Welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunters. Welcome, everybody. I'm Joe Gillia, and this is our Insights edition of Blue Collar Elk Hunting, where we want to talk and learn about all things elk. And on today's special edition, let's say you're on a public land elk hunt, and you pull up, and there are a couple other hunters at the trailhead. All of you heading out to hunt somewhere along the next whatever miles of forest in front of you, all of you with a tag in your pocket, with your own hunting gear, and with the same opportunity, each of you with the goal of putting your skill set to the test and punching your tag. Now it's on, man. A competition as old as time itself. With others having the same goal as you, this is where you get to find out who the hunters really are, who will be successful, you against the elements, against time, against the animal, and you against yourself. Look, y'all, have you ever asked yourself or wondered where your hunting skill set would measure up compared to other hunters? What if you had the chance to do just that? And on a dream hunt with your tags, license, food, and shelter all paid for, and you had the chance at thousands of dollars of prizes in addition, man. Well, y'all, I'm excited to tell you about our newest Elk Bros partnership and introduce you to Troy Gokritz and his exciting new hunting and TV show and competition that puts real people just like you and me in front of the camera on a real hunt with every part of the real grind. And it's called Hunt Wars. Troy, welcome to the show. 
Holy cow, man, you got me excited. I like want to put in for my own freaking show. So uh, thanks for having me, Joe. Like uh, you couldn't have said it better. I mean, man, uh, I'm really excited about this partnership. I'm excited about season two. I'm excited about season one. Good heck. I mean, we drop an episode every Thursday. Um, man, it's just been awesome. So thank you for having me on. Thank you for the partnership. I mean, we're going to discuss a lot of that uh, today, but man, uh, getting me psyched for season yeah. two. And I, I don't get excited about stuff, bro. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> man, you know, what's so cool is, is I know that this is one of your, this is your passion project. And that's what, gets me excited because I'm just that guy, man. I mean, I'm so passionate about what I do. I'm passionate about elk hunting and, and there's more to this show than just elk hunting. And we'll talk about that. But before we do, Troy, I just, so that people know the man behind this, tell us a little bit about your story. Sure. So it's funny. Uh, you say you're passionate about elk hunting. I am probably one of the most diehard elk hunters on the planet. I love elk hunting. I, I, that's my thing in the fall. And, uh, you know, it's exactly what you said. Um, we've, we've shown up to trailheads in Montana and Colorado and all these different places. And we've, we've had the opportunity and, and you have other guys unpacking their gear the same time you're packing your, you know, and you, you always ask yourself like, who's going to go deeper, who's going to go farther, who's going to be successful, who's not. And right. that's kind of where the concept came from. So I'm from Utah, um, grew up here, born and raised. Um, my, uh, my dad taught me how to hunt and, um, I've got five brothers. So we were always competitive, like <laughs> on everything. Um, if it was racing to the backyard or kicking a soccer ball or throwing a baseball. And then as I, I grew up, I, I ended up uh, choosing the path of uh, baseball and I played in, in college. And anyway, it, that competitive spirit's just always been with me throughout my life. And as I've gotten older, we, we wanted, you know, hunting is my passion and we wanted to bring that, that competitive nature to, you know, and hook it up with this passion of ours of, of hunting. And so we hatched this idea, uh, back, you know, now it's been almost two years ago and kind of fleshed it out. We wanted to make sure that hunting and competition could run together in the same sentence and people wouldn't cringe. And how we did it is we were very strategic in our scoring system. We were very st strategic in, you know, the leveling, the playing field. It doesn't make sense when one guy's hunting private land and the other guy's hunting public land and right. they're trying to, you know, compete against each other. That's not fair. Um, and so we thought, you know, if we could have the same week, same tag, same element, same public land, same, whatever, you know, who, who would come out victorious. And if we put that in a film and we practice the highest in ethics, mm -hmm. could we pull it off? And right. that's what it is. So background wise, that's me. Um, just a Western hunter that is excited about bringing a new show to, uh, the, the general public. But if you watch our premiere, I love our lead in where everyday guys are stars of our show. Absolutely. That's what it is. Yeah. And I think that to me, I mean, because in most of the hunting industry, hunting shows, it's basically highlight stuff with the best people, with the best gear and the best places. And, you know, it just gives a whole different kind of vision to people yeah. out there, you know? And I mean, a lot of people, I, I kid you not. I mean, I, I was on uh, earlier in my career, I wanted a buddy of mine to go out and to film a hunt of mine. So he had never been out elk hunting before. He was good with cameras. So I give him a 
you know, one of the DVDs that was happening at the time. I believe it was a Primo's, you know, and uh, I said, you know, check this out. And he watches it. He comes back. He's like, piece of cake, man. You know, we, we go out, we set up on the side of a meadow. I roll the camera, you call, they come in, you shoot it. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Little did he know that is not even close. <laughs> no. And that's what I love about this show and, and people that are watching season one, and we're going to get into that a little bit more, get to see exactly that. It is the real grind, real people, real feelings and emotions that go along yeah. with that you know and who and i think that's what so many what's going to ring true with so many people is that you get out there on a seven-day hunt and you're doing the grind and things aren't going the way you want i mean it beats on you mentally it beats on you physically yeah. you know and and it was so cool i got to i loved in your early episode and i'm always watching the elk ones right but i love it you know <laughs> you're, you're you're watching team uh utah you know, that these guys are out in there beating the bush early in the morning, They're out there before daylight. And you go back to team Bama and, and you see yeah. sleeping bags, man, you know? <laughs> and, well, yeah, that, uh, you know, it's funny. That's actually what brought us together. Right. I mean, we, uh, you watched the episode reached out to me and you're like, Hey, uh, have you ever thought about, you know, giving some, uh, some coaching to these guys and in the back of my mind, I'm like, we, we tried, uh, you know, as much as we could. And not that they were, they were bad hunters. It's just inexperience does play a role in a lot of hunts and especially showing up to a new area. So that those episodes, those early episodes are what brought us together, Joe. And it, it uh, I'm really excited for season two and you're exactly right. I mean, it's real. It's, it's not second takes. It's not, we're, we're not there to dramatize anything. We just want to capture what really happens and what goes on. And, and that's the beauty of it. So what we're going to do is we're going to step backwards a little bit because we have tons of our listeners and viewers that know we're talking about a competition. They know now it's called Hunt Wars, but they really don't know about really what it is and what the structure is. So let's yeah. let's give that short version there. Could sure. You? So uh, let's talk, I'll, I'll actually recap season one. So season one, we went out and we took applications from anybody and everybody that we possibly could find that we pitched the show to and said, Hey, we're going to have four elk tags and we're going to have four deer tags. Um, you put in, uh, you apply for it. And then we randomly draw eight teams and then you, you know, you'll show up. We'll tell you exactly where you're going. You'll get to e-scout it. Um, and, and, but you cannot step foot in your unit any, any days prior to the one day of scouting we give you when you arrive in camp. And we took applications, took applications, COVID kind of set us back, but we had New Mexico 16 C elk tags, which, you know, are, you know, really <laughs> upper, really? upper tier tags for New the Mexico. Gila. Everybody wants to hunt the Gila. Yeah. Yeah. It's that mystical creature out there, you know? And, uh, and so we, uh, we did that and we showed up, we had one team show up September 7th, one team from Bama, one team from Utah that had gotten drawn. Mm -hmm. um, they never stepped foot in New Mexico and uh, they hunted for seven days straight. And then we had another team show up. We had one day of rest for our cameramen. And then we had another two, two teams show up, one from Colorado and one from Montana, which you'll see um, coming up here in the, in the following episodes where we kicked it back to, to uh, our, our elk episodes. But um, they hunted the next seven days. And we filmed the entire thing. And we watched, you know, these guys struggle. We watched them 
persevere. We watched them uh, figure out the area and hone in on how to elk hunt in 16C. It's different. And, and being an elk hunter and being in that field, the field for as long as I was, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a different location than what people are probably used to. So. Oh, yeah. So we, uh, we did that. And then, uh, then we moved on to the, the deer hunts and we had guys show up and, uh, we had the infamous Aaron Snyder and South Cox on the show right. and head to head with traditional archery equipment. And, uh, and then we had the Idaho boys that you just saw finish up and, the uh, Utah boys go head to head and, and I won't spare you, but uh, you can go watch the episodes. <laughs> right, man. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, people are going, okay, it's a competition, but w- what are the rules? How do you win? How do I get into it? You know, what does it cost me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, it's a hundred bucks to apply. We have a bunch of gear sponsors that you will get through the mail if you're selected. So we randomly draw a team match that team up and then that team will then start getting sponsorships uh uh sponsored gear from our our gear sponsor that sponsor the actual hunting competition on the gear side then we have our sponsors that actually sponsor the prize packs and last year um the gear that they got when they showed up uh leopold kicked butt for us um they gave us all of our our optics for the guys in camp um, range finders, binos, spotters, you know, the works, mm-hmm. uh, wow. G five gave the broadheads. Um, so we had G five broadheads. We had sheep feet made for every hunter. Um, we had badlands backpacks. We had Cree fuels in camp. We had solo stoves for when they got back for campfires to keep down. I mean, we had some really cool stuff on the prize pack side. We had prime bows for each guy that won. So if your team won, you got prime bows, crispy boots. Um, you've got uh, solo stoves, and then you got black Ovis pants, crispy socks um, as a winning prize pack if you won your matchup. Wow. So that was kind of the the gear involved. Right. Now the scoring system was really cool. We had. Total growth score of the animal. I'm a growth score guy. I've never loved net. If the animal grows it, give it to him. Uh-huh. Um, we had uh, a shot yardage, and I'll kind of talk about that. And then the age. So the age counted for double points. So if you had a bull elk that scored 300 inches gross, uh-huh. he was five years old, your score would then be 310. Then whatever yardage your shot was taken from, your cameraman was your referee he would then um, uh, anywhere from zero to 40 yards was a zero point deduction. 40 to 60 was a 10 point 60 to 80 was a 20 and 80 plus yard shots were a a 30 point deduction. And we did that to push people to get closer. We want them close. We want these animals dead. And so, um, you know, killed ethically, I should say. And so we wanted to, to, give a kicker for that. So if you shot from a a yardage, you know, beyond 40, you'd get a point deduction and then it was total score one year matchup. And I really love that part of it. And I, you know, and that's, what's so cool about our involvement and that partnership. And that's why I thought this was such a great fit was the underlying value system of this, because Troy, you know, when, when people hear the word hunting and competition, that's a tough hump sometimes to get over. And I, I think oh, yeah. 
I think, you know, the way you guys have handled this, if they really do look at what the goal of the show is and look, I, I watched the first part of it. And even though it's a competition about that, after a while, you forget that it's a competition in a way, because, you know, we're like this anyway, as hunters, we go out and we understand the competition. Like I said, in the beginning, us against yeah. the animal, us against us. And yeah. it, it's more about, the overall competing that we all have in inside of us anyway. Yeah. It's actually funny being in the show and watching the, the hunt athletes um, kind of more throughout the week. So they get there and it's really fun. We have a dinner all together. Um, They get to meet the other team and hang out and kind of get to just, you know, build some, a little bit of camaraderie and we all camp in the same spot. So Right. It's kind of cool to just come back to camp and kind of put the competition aside and just be hunters and just have a fun time. Um, it's kind of like competitors during day, buds during the evening. And I love that part of Hunt Wars. But as the week goes on, you see this change. You see this, we're not competing so much against the other teams. We're competing against ourselves. And you start, you start hearing, like, it's not even a, I wonder what the, not one time, I don't think in all of our episodes, do you ever hear, I wonder what the other team's doing right now. It's always like, what can we do better? How can we get it done? Like that is exactly. And it's, it's really cool. In one of the episodes, I remember one of the Idaho, the Idaho deer team says, we're not going to kill the camp. So why would we go back to camp? Like, let's do something. And that's the essence of this competition is, showing and pushing guys farther than they would push themselves. Now in that first episode with the Bama boys, we probably pushed a little far and I thought we killed them on the very first day, first ton of hunt wars. <laughs> because they, they came back at like one in the morning, dehydrated, throwing up. I'm like, what have I done? You know, it was, uh, it was crazy. Um, and so that is my point. Um, the elk bros partnership having that coaching prior to the hunt, right. man, like if I could go back, why my one regret is, is I wish we had the elk bros season one so that you, your team could prepare the teams to go out and compete and be their very best. So everybody understands what that partnership is, is that, you know, I, I heard you talking about having different types of, because this is going to grow, Elk Wars is going to grow. It's just phenomenal. And once people understand the concept, and I'm going to talk about the partnership, but there was something that you said, and I just want to make sure I ring true on that, is that I don't hear anything different about Hunt Wars than my elk hunting camp, dude, because when yeah. all six of us are in camp, it's it's that same way, man. I mean, we're, we're brothers. We love to hunt. We're passionate. But, man, we razz each other, and we talk about who gets yeah. the biggest what, and, you know, and I, ha- and I saw this. And when we're out there, we're all trying to get it done. We're, we're loving the experience. You know, we get to razz each other at camp and we just, yep. man, the camaraderie, camaraderie is what it's all about. Right. Right. So, right. Uh, in that sense, Hot Wars is no different than my elk camp. I'm telling you, it's really not. Right. And the only difference is, is if you win, oh, you win yeah. <laughs> five grand worth of prizes and you're like, yeah, you know, like, well, and it's a TV show, you know, it's yeah, cool. The it's other difference too is, 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 have memories. 
I didn't have to pay for the tag. I'm not paying for the yeah. food. I'm not, you know, uh, it's like yeah. I get to go in with my gear and I get to hunt because, and I think that's something to talk about too. Like I heard prime bows, I heard badlands packs. I heard all this, which is phenomenal, but me, you know, I'm, I'm a instinctive shooter. I, I don't shoot pins. And, you know, even though I might learn and love to work with that prime later on, I'm probably going to go in with what I wear, what I hunt in, right. all of right. that stuff. Right. So. Right. And we, we, we have tried to keep the show as authentic as possible where, you know, last year we learned a lot. We're still trying some things out for season two and we'll, we'll touch on that. But as far as gear, I think I want to put more of an emphasis on the prize packs and less emphasis right. on what gear you get because guys are comfy. And I, you know, when, thinking it, and I'll just kind of give you my logic behind it is I'm like, hey, we got to level all things. We got to level the playing field as much as we possibly can. If some guy shows up with Swaros and some guy shows up in, you know, with something else, are they going to feel like they're at a different, you know, a, a disadvantage? And that's just not true in hunting we actually are comfortable with what we have. Like we shoot or we, we have the gear that we have because we've tried it and it works for us. And right. so, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to, to, to break from that. Um, season two will have one twist, but I think it's going to be okay. We do have prime bows shipped out often. They're, they're hunt war season two made bows by prime. Wow. For all the guys. So they'll be shooting primes, but they're going to get them in the middle of June. So they're going to have hunt wars, prime bows, the new Nexus um, from prime that they will get shipped to them. Um, and that they will sucked. be able to practice that really July. Giving me a new bow. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're getting a brand new hunt Wars season two decal bow, like geez, you know, so we are going to try that this year because last year we had everybody just shoot whatever they had. This year we're going to try prime and then we'll see what, how it works. Right. Like we'll see how it goes. Oh, that, that, yeah. Way cool. So going over towards where the partnership, like I said, and, and watching this and, and hearing you talking about having different categories, maybe, um, hunters that have never hunted elk before, maybe even a pro division or something like that. I've heard that mentioned, yep, yep. But, but when I heard that, I was like, okay, you, you, you put out, somebody in the woods that has never hunted elk before has no clue about the behaviors. I mean, it kind of could end up looking like groundhog day. Right. I mean, these, right. these guys walk right. in the woods and, and I was like, well, what if the, you know, think of the voice, man, where they have the opportunity to learn some things, have some coaches and to really learn elk behavior from people that have already been there, done that. And, and I got a response back from you immediately and introduced you to our Elk Bros Base Camp course. And, yep. and the fact that, so what's happening is, is competitors in season two that are, that uh, get drawn, get selected, will yep. each have our Elk Bros Base Camp course. I will be doing eight weeks of training with these teams and and like you said on equal footing i'm you know i'm going to have all of them at the same time they all get to hear the same thing they get to learn the same thing in these remote sessions that we do so that we find out their weaknesses just like any coach i get the opportunity right. to find out their their weaknesses and their skill sets some might be good at calling some might not know that have any knowledge some will kind of like the difference between your first session and i imagine your colorado guys and your montana guys had a little bit more knowledge. I'm just assuming this right now. Yeah, I um, did. Yeah. 
So it's, it's pretty cool in that I get to find the gaps and fill in the gaps with that crew. And then at the hunt, during the hunt, there will be two Elk Bros trained coaches there to be have yeah. those learning moments, man, uh, yeah. after the guys come back from the field. So it's cool. When we draw the teams, what we, what we do is we, we look at all of our teams. We actually do uh, uh, phone interviews or zoom call interviews with each team that we select. So they have to agree to our ethics. They have to agree to our expectations. They have to awesome. agree to all the things that we, we ask for the show. And we, we reserve the right to turn anybody away. We give them their, their application feedback. And the reason we do that is, is because the show is not just, you know, it, it, it definitely has a high ethics and expectation to it. So that being said, we try to match after we've interviewed everybody, we'll, we'll set the matchups and we try to, you know, get as close as we can to experience level. Like season one, you had guys that were one to five ish years of experience level and then guys, you know, five years and beyond. Um, what I love about the elk bros partnership in that is I've hunted elk geez, ever since I was 12 years old. And when I went through your course, number one, it confirmed, I'm like, okay, I know quite a bit of stuff, you know, like I'm actually pretty good at calling and this and that. The other thing is, is it just brought some things that I'm like, huh, that might work in a situation that I've had before. And I didn't think about that. So no matter where you're at in the, in that spectrum of, you know, high experience, tons of experience, none experience, like that's what I love about this partnership is everybody's going to learn something. And if they can come away from the hunt wars show and they're like, I learned tons, had a chance at a dream hunt. I, you know, won or didn't win and it's now videoed and I can show this to my grandkids and my kids that I was on this show. And I like competed my, you know, as hardest we've won like hunt wars is won. And that's what, that is exactly what the, the show is based on. Yeah. That, and when you were talking about whether or not somebody who really loses in this man, I know. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You do see some heartbreaks though. When, uh, when the Utah boys missed that 80 yard shot and didn't win their matchup, you, you saw them feeling it. They felt it. So it is, it's uh it's exciting. It's fun. You know? Yeah. And, and I, and I, and I even love that. So people, um, I, I don't want to give away because I want people to go watch some of these episodes on that, but I, I will tell you that, um, the winner for the package deal of, of the first group of elk hunters came down to an 80 yard shot and an 80 have, yard shot. <laughs> you have to go, yeah. you have to go find out how that happened. And it was so cool the way this was done. And, and I'll tell, you know, all of my listeners out there, Elk, our blue collar elk hunting podcast is, is we are coaches. This is about learning. We're about giving them nuggets on helping them to, uh, flatten that learning curve. So they have great experiences like we have throughout these years out there in the elk woods. And, and I, I will tell you, you know, one of the things that, and again, why this is a good fit for us, Troy, is that you know, we're always talking about staying within your comfort zone, right? And so that you do have that quick ethical and responsible kill, you know, taking the best shot, learning about patience, you know, yep. learning and understanding how to close the deal in a way that 
is exactly that, is responsible and is ethical. And I think there's so many people out there that think that their comfort zone is beyond what it really is. And I've had people ask me like, you know, how close, Joe, as a, as somebody that teaches coaches and has been doing it, what is the max distance somebody should shoot an elk at? Grinders tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Elk Hunting Podcast. Our goal is to share our knowledge and help you flatten that learning curve so that you too can have some of the very same incredible experiences that have given all of us here at Elk Bros a lifetime of memories. If you like what you hear or see, you can get all of this information plus so much more from our Base Camp Elk Hunting Training Camp, the first in a series of online courses from our Blue Collar Elk Academy. Our Base Camp Training Camp allows me to use my coaching style and share almost 40 years of elk hunting experiences successfully hunting elk on public lands as well as over 20 years guiding hunters of all ages and experience levels. This course will be like nothing you have ever experienced in concept and structure using success-based coaching techniques that will elevate your confidence and skill sets. Our camp will prepare you specifically from that final moment most in your control, those final minutes or seconds the elk is in front of you, backwards through each step and level, allowing you to see, visualize, understand, and relate every coaching point to what lies ahead, the next step, the next thought process, the next success. Because y'all, you've already been there. You know what it looks like. By tapping my 30 years of teaching and coaching experience, our camps are developed considering multiple learning modes with text, visuals, audio, as well as video. And base camp will benefit those new to elk hunting all the way to the 10 to 15 year vet. So if you are looking for that one thing to help you fill that tag this year, invest in the most important piece of equipment there is, you and your elk hunting knowledge. You can find the Blue Collar Elk Hunting Academy and the Base Camp Training Camp at elkbros.com. That's E-L-K-B-R-O-S dot com. Keep dreaming of the screaming, believing in achieving, and most of all, keep grinding. And the answer to that from us has always been, that's not for us to decide because we don't know your comfort zone. We don't know your shot capability, you know, for, you know, I, my, my brother Chav, his comfort zone is, I mean, he was 30 yards and in where I'm, my comfort zone is 60 and in. So there's, and we have another buddy who's 80 and in, but there's a lot of people that they think that their comfort zone is 80 yards. And then (laughs) they're on TV and, and they're in elk wars and people are watching and so they're standing around them and they're like, Oh yeah, I peg this all the time. And <laughs> that, that's true. And it's funny, you know, this is the other thing that I love about it is, you know, my goal in all of this as well. Another goal of, of the show is, is to make guys better. And if right. elk bros can get our athletes to a point where they feel a lot more comfortable heading out, but the, the kicker is having you guys in camp. And the reason I say this is how many times do you have a 
situation or something happened and you're like kind of stumped and you're like, what the heck just happened? You know, a bull shuts up or all of a sudden you just see them all bailing out of the drainage and you're like, how did that just happen? And you go back to camp and then another day goes and another day goes and another day goes. And all of a sudden you go home and you never really think about it again. Mm -hmm. If you could come back to camp, be like, this is what happened. Right. Why did this, do you have any insight for me? Like we're going to capture some crazy cool educational moments because you're on the ground. You, You have those questions and you have somebody there to hopefully help you work it out and give you answers. And I think that's kind of going to be the coolest part is that instead of seeing guys banging their head against the wall for seven days, making the same, you know, having the same struggles, the same issues, the goal is to see growth. And I'm really hoping a lot of growth happens. No, I'm not hoping it is going to happen. There's going to be a lot of growth before they even get to camp. And then once they're there, just having somebody to bounce things off and somebody that empowers you to rethink things in a different way or to look at it a different way and to see growth throughout the show and let our, you know, the value that this is going to bring to both the competitors and the viewers, Troy, is tremendous. I agree. And I think that's what separates this apart from other shows. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's in essence what we wanted. We wanted to capture real life things, different personalities, different techniques. Um, This is going to get to a point where uh, we'll have international teams. Well, we've already had guys apply from Great Britain, New Zealand, Australia. (laughs) So who knows this season too, you could have an Australian team in elk camp. And literally be going against a team from the USA. And this will turn into international hunt wars. So we actually are, you know, because I get to see where our viewer and listening base is from. And, of course, our biggest base is in the United States. Canada being second. And third out there, Australia. You know, we yeah. have a lot of listeners in there. And I, they have Sambar there also that they hunt that's a lot similar to this. So I think yeah. that's kind of a, a cool thing for them that they have. So season one. Season one, what's the status? Where are we at in season one? Uh, so season one, obviously, we've now dropped uh, our seventh episode. We had four elk uh, episodes and three deer episodes. Um, we've got three more deer, uh, deer episodes and three more elk episodes. Uh, we'll kick back to New Mexico to our second matchup here now. So you'll see uh, Team, team uh, Montana, the Flurry Brothers, against the incline boys from Colorado. And that matchup is, you're going to see some big bowls. You're going to see some bugling. You're going to see some crazy stuff. Um, it, uh, it's an interesting matchup. These guys are both super experienced. Oh, cool. And just the mentality you see from the first episodes to these guys, just they've been on seven, multiple seven day elk hunts, just the, the, the tenacity, the, Hey, this is kind of how we need to do this. Um, it, it's really cool. So I'm excited. And then we'll finish up with Aaron Snyder and South Cox's matchup back in the desert. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, when you were talking about the two different groups, you know, the first group of inexperienced elk hunters and, and then your second group, that's a lesson in itself, because when you take a look at that, why is it that there was so much of a struggle now? I mean, yeah. I mean, anybody, even with experience, you can go out and you can struggle because things just struggle. aren't happening. Right. But 
you get a chance to see this and you get to see the experience. And for those people that want to elk hunt, you look at it and go, okay, so what were the failure points here? What were the things that we're helping over here? And, and that in lies a lot of lessons in itself. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're going to see, and you know, the, the first guys that came, they, they had some close calls that first group and they, right. They hunted their butts off and they had a little bit tougher go. You know, you're talking that September 7th through the 15th. And that, that sometimes can be a tricky time to hunt. Um, it's just the bulls aren't really ripping yet, but a lot of guys like to hunt that early rut. It's my cycle, favorite. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is, it's a, it can be in an amazing time. And we had the, the, there was a, another group of hunters um, down the road from us and the first day, we literally heard of a bull they killed and it was a giant i'm talking 370 plus so our guys it was funny like their expectations went from like here to like like and i'm like guys hone in for me like don't get caught up in a 390 bull if one comes through the trees definitely smoke it but you know it was crazy to see one of those those you know those gila monsters oh yeah right off the bat they exist and that the back end of that bull oh baby that was crazy i mean it was awesome to see so yeah yeah i mean you're talking 375 i mean all, all times over 20 inches you got a sword yeah. up there over two feet uh you're probably oh, yeah. 50 inch maybe i mean you know that we're talking really really yeah a nice bull and and i really think honestly, man, I hunt early season because I think that's the best time to get a big bull when they have not cowed up already. So there's, there's, there's pros and cons to both times. And, and that's, what's so cool is this show gives you, you know, a lot of guys like, well, when should I hunt? Well, you get to find out a lot about those different types of seasons, the different modes that those elk are in and what it's going to take to be able to get one of those puppies. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like season two is going to take place. You know, we've talked about that 15th to 24th is the season. So we'll be inside of that. Mm -hmm. You're going to be able to kind of get these guys ready to go on that portion of the season. What does that season look like? What are the calls that are, you know, that are, are the best to use. And I just, I'm really excited about it because we, we, we rely on our sponsors a lot on gear and on, you know, making sure our hunters are comfortable. Davis tents, stoves, you know, like they're a huge sponsor and we have a plush camp ready to go, you know, when guys show up, but you know, this elk bros partnership, I think goes deeper than that. Cause you're going to prepare these guys to, to be successful in that time frame. So I'm really excited about, you know, how this is shaping up and, and the guys being able to learn and, and post about it. So you'll, you'll, if you don't follow hunt wars on Instagram, you need to go follow us so that you can, uh, you know, they'll be posting their elk bros, you know, little nuggets of information, their sessions with you guys. Um, we're going to have some really cool social media stuff kicked out immediately once we draw our teams. Now, one thing that I want to make sure, because I mean, I talk elk, we're talking elk because this is an elk show. However, when you apply to be in hunt wars, there's 12 hunts. There's, yeah. um, you, you've got the, the four elk, you got the four deer, um, yep. you have two antelope, two antelope and two ducks, two, right? Yep. Two duck hunting teams, fast and furious antelope and ducks. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so when you put in, when you enter in for your hundred dollars, you actually have the opportunity to be selected for any of those 12 hunts. Yep. Yeah. And you think about it, like if you've applied out West, uh-huh. you know, that any state usually requires you to buy a license, which is always a hundred bucks for a non-resident or more any apply, you know, any application, like I applied for New Mexico. I looked at the statistics in 16 C for me as a non-resident to, to draw a 16 C license. It was like less than 2%. Um, and, and I don't get, you know, you, you, New Mexico is even crazier because you have to pay for your tag up front, like the full thousand bucks or whatever it is. You do get some of that refunded, but they always take that hundred dollar license out. So last year, statistically, you had about a 27% chance to be on the show with the applications we got in a 2% or less uh, uh, area, you know? And I'm like looking at this, like you get 12 chances. Like there's no state. If you put in for 12 different hunts in any state, you would be at a $10 application fee. You'd be 120 bucks, not to mention your license. So we've kind of made the value proposition, like a no brainer, like this is for, and it's for you and your buddy. So the hundred bucks is the entry. If you're drawn, you call your buddy, we're going on hunt wars. You both get an opportunity to be there. It is one tag per two, but you both win the prizes if your group wins. Oh, that's so it's kind of like, you know, for us value proposition, I'm like, we want to make this enough to where we're not getting, you know, anybody and everybody like there is a little skin in the game but holy smokes like the value that you get is crazy crazy and i i actually uh i know of people that have entered not once into this they've entered multiple times <laughs> multiple <laughs> times yeah which which i i would you know i there's a there's there's opportunities all over you know with raffles and this and that and i, I just felt like this is a different it's not a raffle in the fact that you're applying for a show you're, you're applying for a competition. Like as soon as your name comes out of the hat, that's when the work starts, you know, that's when the competition starts. Are you going to be in better shape than the other group? Are you going to be, you know, like I said, with the coaching, are you going to take advantage of these resources that we're giving you to be able to be your very best when you show up in hunting camp? Absolutely, man. So how do you feel about the response so far? you know, to season one. Um, I actually thought we were going to get more haters. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I thought guys would come at us hard, but uh, no, we, maybe I just don't get them. Maybe they just don't say anything, but man, the response has been epic. I mean, guys love the concept. I think we did a really good job with our draw blood rule with the, the scoring. Don't explain that before you don't just pass by that. What's your draw yeah. blood rule. So the draw blood rule is if, if there is blood on the ground that we cannot confirm that it was just a leg or something that was, you know, very, very minimal with the footage, then that team is hunting that animal for the remainder of the competition. Like no ifs, ands or buts. That's one of the expectations that they have to sign an agreement with Hunt Wars that says, done. I adhere to that. Blood, I'm done, and you guys make the call. Um, because at the end of the day, we are out there to make sure that we are ethical and that we do everything we can. So 
Um, we, we have them sign that expectation right off the bat. And if they, they hesitate or they're like, eh, we're out. Like, like we will have that as a rule always going forward. And And so you're actually, you're actually, that's real cool because you have the camera to back that up to actually see where some of those shots are. Um, hopefully, I mean, it doesn't always, but hopefully it does because I'll tell you, I hunt, I I mean, I guide on a premier ranch in New Mexico, we have a blood and done rule and it doesn't matter if it's a flesh wound. Uh, if, if you hit that animal, that's your animal that you're going to hunt the rest of the time. And I, I really love that aspect because when you have something like that, it really, it really tunes in and focuses ethics and to ensure that you're taking a quality ethical shot. Yeah. It's in the back of their mind for sure. Guys uh, talk about it regularly. We bring it up a lot in camp and Hey, you know, you better be sure on your shot. Um, and, and that, that is honestly, you know, been one cool thing and the feedback, you know, what we wanted to do is we wanted to produce a really high quality show. And I felt like, you know, our cameraman, Will, Britt, Trent, those guys are incredible. They're good hunters. So your cameraman is a hunter. That's a big deal. You know, like you were saying before with your camera guy, you, you have a lot of these camera guys have never hunted before. So having a hunter that knows the situation and what's going on is a big Absolutely. deal. Hunting with a camera is different. Um, we, we have to spend some time coaching our guys because they probably never hunted with the camera. So they've got to understand like, Hey, this is what you do. You need to tell your cameraman where to be it. it luckily, you know, like I said, those guys are hunters. So they kind of know where to be before right. the situation presents itself. But that being said, there is no retakes and we've been okay with that. Um, in the mule deer matchup, we have a shot. We have a couple shots actually that you don't see where the arrow flight is. We you see the bow go off and it's real time, but you don't see where the arrow ends up, you know, hitting. And we're okay with that with the sheer fact that we're doing our very best to capture it. But we, we also understand these guys have a lot on the line and they're in a competition and we want to make sure that we give them the benefit of the doubt. And so we've, we've, we've implemented GoPros as they're stocking in We're we're doing everything we possibly can to make sure that the guys are successful. And that's kind of brings me back to the elk bros, you know, partnership. If we can help these guys be successful in their competition, we've done our job. So what has happened unexpected man in this season one, have there been any like, Whoa, surprises? Uh, surprises. Um, you know, it was kind of interesting at very first, I was really nervous. The first team, obviously now, you know, they, they didn't tag out. I was freaking out. I'm like, we need kills. We need, you know, we need, we need. And then, and then as I thought about it more and more, I'm like, you know what? We don't, we need, we need just quality, good footage. And we need to show that really this is what hunting is. It's about the Yeah. It's about the hunt. It's about the experience. It's about these guys pushing themselves as far as they can. And so that's why you'll see like, uh, you know, there's four episodes in the first hunt and it's, it's not just because it's about the kill. It's not about, Hey, I want to just get all the action crammed into, you know, to one, I watched a hunting show the other day and, and there was five different animals shot on one 20 minute episode. And I'm like, yeah. You missed all the funnest part of the hunt. And so we, we have really focused on the experience that these guys are having 
rather than just the action. And, and you, and you get no educational value at all out of that. You know, it, no. it, it's, it's like, I mean, it's a pumper, you know, I got to see this guy arrow an animal and it, and I think people have gotten to that instant gratification uh, part of that. But if you're going to be somebody that wants to go out there, the value you get out of that is pretty minimal other than knowing it can be done. I mean, when you see somebody yeah. arrow a bow, it just kind of tells you this can be done. Look at the animals it's happening with, but right. what did it take? How many days did that happen? I mean, you're looking at a highlight reel is what you're looking at. You know, it's the same right. thing as, you know, seeing a football game and seeing all the scores happen in 30 All seconds. the touchdowns. Yeah. So, yeah. What did it take? What, what was the game? What was the strategy of the game? You know, what were the weak areas, the strong areas? You know, um, what, what were the problems that people had to overcome? Where are the failure points? Because that's the one thing with, with our coaching style. My coaching style is always identify failure points, learn to overcome those. And now the, your opportunities, they're going to be more that you can capitalize on. Right. So Right. And, you know, it's interesting as you watch our episodes, you'll see a bunch of pop-ups with just general information. Um, yeah. We wanted this Love show that. to appeal to non-hunters, you know, like, er, you know, everyday people that, Hey, what does this mean? I always, you know, I have a, I, one of my best friends, believe it or not, my best friend in the world is, is not a hunter. And he actually doesn't know hardly anything about hunting. I've tried to teach him. And so when I get going in my lingo, he's like, what the heck are you talking about? You know? And so we've, we've really, I, you know, I, I call him and consult him a lot with this because it's funny. I, I want to bring it to the general public as this is an educational show that tells you a lot about what hunters are talking about. Like if you have a hunter in your life and you want to know the lingo that he uses, watch our show because you'll see a lot of that lingo is pulled up. Like what's a tank and what's this and why do you sit water and just, just different educational things that I think um, adding the elk bros is going to be another level of that. I agree. I, and, and that's what we're excited about because we're coaches. We're about teaching. We're about helping other people to have incredible experiences. We want people to go out there and, and understand elk behavior, know where they can find elk, um, know how to get a response, know how to respond to the response, and then put yourself in a, in a position to where you can capitalize on that. So that, that really for us, for coaches, man, this yeah. was like, that it's like you just threw us in the middle of the field with a bunch <laughs> of athletes going, Hey, these are yours, you know? So yep. uh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm actually really excited because season one, we had, um, you know, two verse two mm -hmm. season two is King of the camp for elk camp. So like you're talking, like you have six buddies, this is a, a an atmosphere where you're going to have four teams in camp, same week, same time frame, like everything's the same level playing field, same unit. And it's one team is coming out victorious in this sucker. Like that's it. It's one team. So um, these elk hunters are going to be, you know, kicking butt, grinding, doing whatever they possibly can to be successful because they've got three other teams out to get them. And, and giving each other heck when they get back to camp. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And did you yeah. find that? Did you see the brotherhood developing on these teams as they went through that week? Yeah, it's actually. So, so season one, what we did is we had the first elk hunts at separate camps. And 
I thought that because I'm like, you know, I don't want people following people. Like I don't want, I don't want to create any drama that we don't need. Again, I'm, I, I, when I say reality TV, I cringe because I know what reality TV is to most people. It's this dramatized, just whatever that, that is not what this is. And so that's why we separated the teams is I'm like, I want them to hunt their own hunts. I want them to feel comfortable talking about their hunt, what they saw, how, you know, acting themselves and having an enjoyable time in camp. That's my job as, you know, putting on the show and putting on campus. I want everybody to be and have a good time. That's number one. Right. Number two, I wanted them to be strategic and to be able to talk about that. Well, we decided to morph the camp and put it together in the deer hunting portion. Right. Oh my gosh. Like it was so fun. We, we laughed and we would, we'd sit down, we'd have dinner and all the teams would just be joking around. And yeah, there were days where there wasn't a lot shared of what they saw and that was okay. Like they were telling past hunting stories and figuring out like if they knew one another, if they'd ever been in the same area, like it was just a fun atmosphere. And Guys don't have to participate. Everybody has their own tent. If they want to go back and just relax, they can go back and relax. But we have a, a huge tent where everybody eats and hangs out if they want to hang out. Um, but yeah, it's it's such a it would it just proved to me like it's the camaraderie's there. Whether you know them, you don't know them, it's well, there. Well, that is that's a hunter soul, man. I mean, and when all of you and people that watch us that watch the elk bros and get to know our crew, I mean, you know, we have the Venezuela mafia, we got Gilbert, the big O we got Chav there, Brendan, the Venice, you know, the cat killer from Pennsylvania. And we just have, I mean, it's so funny, but we don't make this stuff up. It's just how hunters are, man. They're, they have their own character, their own personas, and they're all different, but we all have the same passion and that all comes out around that ring of fire really quick man (laughs) right right yeah i would say it was funny because i would probably say i was really surprised with how much the teams helped each other even if they were in competition yeah um that was one thing that i was like it was almost like i was like guys you're in a competition i had to remind them they were in a competition (laughs) a lot like like, uh, you know, we had one night where we were looking for an animal and the other team's like, Hey, do you want us to come and look, you know? And I'm yeah. like, uh, sure. If you want to do that, you know, like, but, but then I'm like, you know what? No, get your rest. You guys need to go out and hunt in the morning. Like we got it. Don't worry. Because there is one thing that we are still, you know, what we did in season one is, is if a, the one team killed, Mm-hmm. Then we told the other team that they killed. We did not tell them the score. We didn't tell them how it sized. They just knew that the animal was dead. Right. Um, you know, and the other team was on the board. So that way they were still, they were still hunting their own hunt. Um, I never want this to be in a, oh my gosh, that's a nice six point, but he's not big enough to win. I'm passing him. I want this to be a, you do your very best and let's see where it comes out in the wash. Well, and I can tell you, you know, sometimes on an elk hunt, uh, getting an elk down, that's the win, man. I mean, Oh, (laughs) I think guys are learning very quickly that tagging out and being at camp with an animal is way better than coming down to the wire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that would be like, my thing is, is, you know, don't pass opportunities on the first day that you would definitely take on the last day. And that rings true for all hunters. So season two, 
Um, you've learned some things from season one, and I think this is going to be something that as you go, things will kind of morph and yeah. change and adapt as you go. So season two, um, people can still enter for season two, right? Yeah. Yeah. We are taking applications till June 15th at June, June 15th at midnight is the cutoff. Um, that's our application period. And the reason we do that is, is obviously New Mexico, Utah, like there's some of these later draws that you don't right. find out if you're drawn or not. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to give kind of all the draws, you know, the, let them run their course and then guys can see and put in for 12 more chances to, to hunt this season. And, you know, we've thought through, okay, what if, what if a team comes out that, that has a tag already, there's a lot of like variables and we, we can work through those with each team. You know, if somebody already has an elk tag, but they want to be on the show, we'll figure out how to get that tag. You can turn back pretty much any tag you want in any state, you know, prior to the hunt starting. So we, we will work through those issues. If guys are, you know, worried about that, I would say this, don't worry about a problem that hasn't come up yet until your name comes out of the hat. And then it's a great problem to have. Oh, I drew this tag, but I got cho chosen for hunt wars. Can right. you put me in the duck hunt instead of the elk hunt? Of course, you know, we'll just sip through that as we go. And, uh, well, season two. Yeah. The way though, Troy, have you had it happen where somebody gets drawn for the duck hunt and they're like, I, you know, I, I don't want a duck hunt. I just don't know anything about it. No, I mean, and the reason being is it's a free oh, hunt yeah. and it's, yeah, it's fun. No, I mean, last year, the only thing that we had last year was um, one of the Idaho teams asked, we had two things that I was not prepared for. Number one, um, the Idaho team's like, Hey, my wife had an Idaho has an Idaho elk tag. Are you cool? Kicking us over to the mule deer hunt when we were interviewing them. And we were like, yeah, that's no problem. So we just swapped a team. That was, that was, that was really simple. And we, we try to accommodate as, as much as we possibly can on dates and, you know, family stuff and whatever. Right. Um, we are very, 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 uh, upfront. We know all the dates of the hunt, like, you know, right when the names come out of the hat, we're going to know this is the time you need to be there. And this is the time you'll be done. Um, the other thing that I wasn't prepared for, you asked me in season one, we had a team call us in three days before their matchup and one guy had blown his shoulder out and could not pull his bow back. Oh, wow. And he not only couldn't pull his bow back, he had to go into surgery the next week, which was the hunt. And so his partner, like he couldn't even come to spot for his partner. So we were like, oh, you can just flip, you can flip flop, you know, hunters. Right. Um, Arizona, we could do that. Um, New Mexico, we, we couldn't, you know, luckily we're going to hold out as long as we can to put their names on those vouchers, but we will draw an alternate team this year for each matchup right off the bat. And yeah. luckily, like we went right back to Instagram live. We said, Hey, we've got, you know, 40 something teams. We're drawing names out of the hat until we find a team to replace this one. That's how Team Utah ended up getting on the hunt. They didn't even know they were on Hunt Wars until three days before the hunt. Wow. <laughs> so That's that a was a curveball. <laughs> yeah, that was a curveball. Like, we were getting ready to shove off, and I get a call from Team Wyoming, and they're like, hey, we're out. Wow. And I'm like, well, so – that, that will, that was one thing we learned and luckily didn't bite us in the butt in season one. We had a phenomenal team from Utah, the Thompson brothers come, they competed hard. 
They uh, they missed a giant buck. Um, if you watch the episode, miss a giant, awesome mule deer. Um, anyway, and so, uh, yeah, that's one thing that really surprised me in season one is I didn't even think about that. Like, what if one of the teams gets COVID or sick? Like, we kind of planned for COVID, but right. then again, like, you know, we were in contact with the teams every week. How are you doing? Things okay? Um that was that was probably the biggest shocker in season one was that like getting a call and them saying we can't come anymore yeah i i I could see that happening you know i i i've as i watched the episodes going through there i kind of tried to picture some of these things that could actually come up or or things that would be difficult or things or problems that you might have had in preparing for that and and now because you only had the you only had the eight hunts last year and we you've gone from eight to 12, right? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So this is the first year for antelope and first year for duck. And the, and, and first year for rifle. I mean, all oh, of our hunts were right. archery last year. So antelope hunts will be rifle hunters and the, that's going to be a fun hunt. It's three days. You uh-huh. get one day of scouting. So we're going to have, it's five total days of time that you're going to need. You'll set aside a day to arrive in camp, get settled, do your background little, you know, interview. Then the next day is going to be a full blown scouting day. The antelope season in New Mexico is only three Three days. days. Yep. Three days. So these guys are going to be hunting, um, a 60, I think it's a 60,000 acre ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is private land, but they're all, they all get to go on the private land. Like both teams are on the private land right. and it's a fast and furious three day, uh, antelope rifle hunt. Um, the elk hunt we talked about is king of the camp. Um, and then the mule deer hunt is a rifle hunt in Utah, in Northern Utah. And it's, uh, the similar situation. Um, we've got a 15,000 acre mountain that these guys are going to be competing on and you'll have all four teams and it's going to be a rifle hunt. And then the duck hunt is going to be at a duck hunting lodge. And I can't disclose a lot about that, but we're working on some really, the duck hunters are going to be really, really excited. You know, and there is a whole different breed of duck hunters, man. Oh, geez, those guys are crazy down fanatics man yeah (laughs) yeah and i mean you know even me and you like if if we had our name come out of the hat and i called you and said hey we're gonna go duck hunt the cool part about the duck hunt is we both take our shotguns we're both in the competition we're both shooting and it's two to three days of just flat out fun like who's gonna turn that down you know and we're gonna have points on certain species limiting out if you miss a shot it's a deduction so you know you're gonna have you're going to have some banter back and forth. Like, Hey, don't miss that. You know, like it's going to be a blast and these are going to be really fun duck hunting places. And, and so. Well, my question though, is on a duck hunt, what does your partner do? What do you mean? Like you're, you're, you're both hunting. Yeah. Huh? You're you're both going to be hunting. Oh, okay, cool. So like on the, on the elk hunt uh, there, there's only one person in the team. Yeah. One shooter, one caller. Now the duck hunt. Both both guys are going to be duck hunting. Deer hunt, you're going to have a spotter, spotter and a shooter. And, a shooter. and on the antelope, a spotter, spotter and a shooter. Okay, awesome. 
yeah that, that so, explains a lot right there because i was like on the duck hunt what is this what does yeah do? yeah he's, he's got to swim out and get the ducks <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's the one that gets to jump out in the water man <laughs> uh, anyway, we're definitely drawing short straw for that puppy man. yeah right 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 no yeah both uh both guys in the duck hunt are going to be competing on their team it's going to be a team team competition there way cool that was troy what are you gonna do man when hot wars blows up to i mean holy toledo i mean this this could get as as many hunts and areas as yeah. where it goes man is that a future goal oh yeah future goal is uh we will be sending uh, you know the more people that apply the more hunts we'll buy uh, the more competitions we'll do. Um, my, my background's in sales and running sales teams and sales guys and creating new ways of competition uh -huh. to, you know, to, to, uh, to make those guys motivated. Uh, I, I see this transferring very well in hunt wars, new, new areas. We've got, we've already got some really cool stuff for season two, season three, Joe, it's going to blow people's minds. I mean, we've already, we, uh, so, so it's interesting because back to your initial, you know, hunting and competition, I right. called, I called quite a few conservation groups and pitched them this idea. Right. And, you know, at the very beginning, a lot of them kind of shut the door and were like, listen, that, that, that's not going to work. You know, hunting and competition is not going to work. We have since shown the episode to a, a company or a conservation group here in Utah called Sportsman's for Fish and Wildlife. They're one of the biggest in Utah. Actually, I think they're the biggest. They're, they, they watched our episodes and they are now full bore sponsoring season two. They, awesome. their, their motto is put the hunt back in hunting. And when we showed them our episodes, I'm like, they're like, there is nothing that encompasses this more than hunt wars. You're with your buddy. You're in a new area. You've never been there before. No trail cams. You can take them if you want and try. And you see that in elk, you know, in elk season one. Yeah. Um, but it's the, the essence of hunting. It's show up and get it done. And so they are now backing season two and season three have given me um, some opportunities that I promise you, you're not going to, you're not going to want to miss out. This is going to be huge. And well, we're going to get uh, missing out because actually for, for me, you know, this partnership that came up, came up at a time when for me, some commitments had already happened. Um, yep. so it, 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 it made some things tighten in our schedule. In fact, this was a, we, we, our crew is talking about, it, it is a beautiful wrench to have, but, uh, we're, we're excited. We're so tightly, you know, totally excited about it, but man, for the following season, when we know that this is, we we've done it, you know, it's not our first rodeo. We've got the timing down. We can work on schedules together. We right talk about states together those types of things because our goal is you know i want to develop my coaching staff you know throughout the, the western states so that i have the best guys that believe in our philosophy that are you know teaching first type people um, yeah. that love and have the passion of not only the hunt but you know sharing that experience with people it just man the future looks like it's, it's real exciting it's super exciting. well and and you know being a passionate elk hunter every time. And I bet you say the same thing. Every time something magical happens during your elk hunt, you always sit down and you're like, I wish other people could experience what I just Absolutely. experienced. And so just so you know, me, 
I want to give as many guys the opportunity to experience what I've experienced. And so elk hunting, mule deer hunting, that's our staples. That's, that's what, you know, mm-hmm. that's what means so much to me. And I actually, you know, it, it, just listening to the guys come from Alabama last year and they're like, this was a dream come true. Like legit, you know, all of our teams had, had always come up and said, you, you, you gave me something that I never would have probably done myself. And that's when I know we've won. And that is, that is where we will be successful is we will keep our, our eye on the prize of creating experiences that people will always look back on and be like, Holy cow, that was born on the very greatest thing I've ever done, you know? So I'm going to put you on the spot here because I have a feeling if, if you had your brothers of which hunt you would get selected for. So let's say that, that Troy, that Troy got selected for the hunt wars, man. So let me tell you what, you're, you're out there and you're teamed up. Are you going to win that thing? Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, in my mind, I'm the very best elk hunter on the planet. That's in my mind. And I tell myself that on a reg, but um, watching those guys and being in the situations that they were in, uh-huh. man, I, it, it was, I, I don't know how much I would have done different. You know, I, I see these teams and I get, I'm there all week long and I hear them come back and I, I listen to their stories and, and I'm like, man, I, you know, I don't know how much more I would have done or I wouldn't have done this or holy cow, you went way deeper than I would have, you know? And, and so, uh, I'd like to say yes. And, uh, that my, uh, my skill set would, would match up very well. Um, maybe we need to do something like, you know, match up against the CEO one, one time we'll do a matchup and I'll put myself in the hat. You know, but, I, I mean, when you were talking about the, the pro thing, man, I mean, uh, you know, get, get, get uh, team hunt wars against, you know, team, yeah. other, team, other team. Yeah. That, that might be, yeah, a- we've, uh, we've thought a lot about that. Maybe in winter season, I'll throw my name in and I'll, I'll come back against all the winners and uh, <laughs> we'll put, we'll put something on the line where, if we win, then they have to give me all their prizes that they didn't, that they won. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I tell you, Troy, um, I, I'm, I'm ex- so excited about this. Uh, and I'm proud and honored that this partnership not only represents what we believe in, but it's a fit because of what your value system is and what you bring to the show. Yeah. And I want to compliment you on that because I think the fact that you do have conservation groups that are seeing after hearing the word, you know, uh, competition and then coming in and actually seeing what it's about, that this is about the hunt. This is about the hunter. This is about skill sets and development and actually propagating those types of things out to people out there that are seeing this. It's, it's not yeah. a whack them and stack a man. This is go out yeah. and find, you know, and, and, I think that's awesome, man. Compliment. Yeah. I, you know, again, we've, we've touched on this, but it's, it's being in the woods. It's in our world that we're in these days, there's just so much uncertainty and who knows what's going on and what's the truth and what's not. And, you know, even bleeding over to the hunting world, I feel like, you know, there's, there's some great personalities out there that, that definitely are great for the hunting world. Yep but they're the same personalities. And I felt like there was a really stagnant like feel in the hunting world that 
that it was the same guys all, all the time and they were dominating, you know, the, the outdoor channel and, you know, all these platforms. And so for us to come in and, and disrupt it like this, this is, that's what we wanted to do. And we wanted to kind of push it back to the everyday guy. Yes. Hunting was always about the everyday guy to me. It was about going out with my dad. It was about, and you know, we'll have father, son and father, daughter matchups down the road. We've got awesome ideas for that and getting new hunters into, you know, the mix, but Wait, cool. that, that, that to me is what it, the, the hunting world needs to be about. It doesn't need to be about who went out and, you know, shot their 200th animal that just to me doesn't doesn't do it, you know, and I wanted to, to show the real struggle of what hunters go through and that people can look at it and say, geez, these guys are not just cold blooded killers. These guys are actual woodsmen. They understand the animals and conservation and may, leaving it better than we found it. So that's, that's my morals. That's what I want the show to be about. And I feel like we captured that in season one and season two, we'll just get better. Absolutely, man. Um, so where can people find you? Where can they, yep. where can they watch Hunt Wars? So right now it's on Carbon TV, which is an awesome platform. If you haven't uh, checked it out, check it out. Uh, YouTube is Hunt Wars TV. All of our episodes are on, Hunt War, are on our YouTube channel. And, and please go subscribe there. That way you'll get updates. Um, it's actually funny. One of the most things that I get hit up about is if we're late dropping an episode, I get a lot of people that are upset at me. Oh, yeah. I had no idea that that was like a big deal. So uh, we have been really good at being on time and getting our episodes. There was a couple glitches and in some internet stuff and holy cow, like the haters came out. Um, but uh, so uh, YouTube and then once season one is all done and complete and we've got all the episodes aired, we will then upload the entire season onto Amazon prime. Oh, awesome. Way cool, man. They oh. can find it on prime. Yeah. And we wanted to, we wanted to do the digital platform. You know, we talked to the outdoor channel and, but for me, it was, I wanted to capture, you know, if it's a 30 minute episode, I want 30 minutes. If it's, you know, this, like it, it just, it fit us better to be more realistic and not conform to the television side of things. Absolutely. And so for us, it was, we have some episodes that are 20 minutes, some episodes, 30 um, we give our sponsorships ample time to, you know, we, we do a good job. It's not over saturated with the sponsor stuff. Like we want to keep it real. We don't want to keep it commercialized, but we do love all of our sponsors and we haven't added a ton of sponsors. Um, to be honest, all of our sponsors came back for season two. We swapped out uh, a couple, but we added tactic cam. That's one that's awesome. So uh, your prime bow will be uh, ready to go with a tactic cam on it. Your rifle scope will have a tactic cam on it. So we, we did a partnership with them. Um, the elk bros is a huge partnership for us to better our athletes. Um, and so, and then the sportsman's for fish and wildlife conservation group backing us this year, they're helping us um, with the prize packs. They're helping us build, um, you know, back who's going to have e-bikes in camp for every group. I mean, right. we just got some really cool stuff. Like you're going to show up to camp and you'll have, you'll have your pick of the litter with 12 e-bikes, you know, and your team and we'll have them charged every night and ready for you to take out and use And in New Mexico. Those suckers were awesome. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, the terrain's 
perfect for that over perfect. here. Yeah. Absolutely, Perfect. man. Yeah. So if people, so want that's, uh, to- and then, and then, yeah, the hunt wars, Instagram page, that's another place you can find us. And it's hunt wars with a Z. So on Instagram, I, we actually, if you go to hunt wars with an S.com, we own that too, but we wanted okay. to do a little bit different spin, mm-hmm. but you go apply for season two on hunt wars with a Z.com or S you hit apply now. You go to add to cart, add your entry. What we did is we made it very simple for people to enter. Once you enter your and your name comes out of the hat, you will then pick your hunting partner. And the reason we did that is we didn't want, you know, the application process, you know, uh, period is four or five months. The last thing I want to do is pull a name out of a hat and a partnership that like hates each other and is like, <laughs> we're not going hunting together anymore. <laughs> That's the last call I want to make. So we just have it. One person enters. The other thing is, is it does settle. A lot of guys are like, well, how do I know who's the shooter and who's the caller? Right. Right. Both of you enter. Yeah. Whatever name comes out of the hat, that's your shooter. The other guy's the caller. So we just kind of made it, you know, very simple for guys to decide the tiebreaker of who's going to shoot and who's going to call both of you enter. Whoever's name comes out of the hat, you're the shooter. Awesome. I, I just, uh, I can't wait to see where all this goes. Um, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for us. And I'm excited for a lot of people out there that are going to have a really cool opportunity. So yeah, wait, uh, I, I can't echo it enough. I, man, I'm just, I, I, I miss it. I miss, I miss L camp with those guys. I miss hanging out with the Bama boys and, well, that's you know, the hardest thing it, about this, though, is because, like I said, with our season, our, our Elk Bros crew is like, when do we hunt? You know, it's yeah. like, because yeah. anybody that does this, that's passionate about this, loves to elk hunt, you know, or loves to deer hunt. So, you know, right. uh, it's again, it's a tough problem to have. We'll figure it out. We're working on figuring it out. You might see guys and in, in our listeners know that you might see uh, Elk Bros on the road this year in another state. So uh, stay tuned for cool. that. Cool. <laughs> Troy. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, This was tremendous. Uh, Looking forward to it, partner. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. We'll see you guys until the next time, man. Keep believing and achieving. But whatever you do, man, keep dreaming about that screaming. We'll see you. (laughs) Peace. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6'8 Western. Oh, I'm there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.